Wigs, hiding crazy Frankenstein scars. Heather Locklear, Jane's sister sleeping with her husband. Billy and Allison hooking up. Then finding Billy's ex-wife in the pool. Oh, and someone tried to blow the entire apartment complex up? Originally tagged as a simple backdoor pilot spinning off of Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place expanded the Aaron Spelling universe, opening up the most batshit plot lines to ever grace primetime television. But before it was an insane primetime drama, Melrose Place was a simple pilot about 20-something professionals trying to navigate simple challenges and pay their rent on time. Welcome to Who's Piling This Podcast, where we discuss the premiere episodes of television history. Hi. Hi. How are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not sure already, right off the bat. I mean, everything still sucks. Oh, man, did you bring that can up? You didn't. What can? The beer can that I said to bring upstairs. No, I forgot. I'll All go right. get it. No, it's fine. Uh, today we're drinking, <laughs> I think... I don't know what the hell it is. I it's from see Old it. Ox Brewery, and it's camo something. You better hurry up or Zig 187 is going to get on our asses. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot I was looking that up. I'm kidding. Fuck that guy. Let's talk at length about the beer we're drinking. Okay. Um, I know nothing oh. about it because I didn't see what it was. <laughs> Let's try it. Will you? Cheers. Sure. Chin So like I said, something from Old Ox. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. That's Ooh, not bad. Oh, it's got a pineapple thing going on. It, yeah, that is nice. Was that 15, Why 20 seconds? Why don't you seconds? go find out what the hell it is, though? That'd be nice for... Or, you know, we can't talk the whole show about the beer. We already did this. We... I mean, we hinted at it, but we didn't get to it. What? I just... What? The, the terrible review we I got. know, and I already said this. Do you even listen to me? Yeah, I do. I literally just said this, and I said, let's talk at length about the beer. Fuck that guy. And now you're like, well, we can't talk it. Okay, we already did that. So, well, I was actually welcome gonna, to I was a gonna... minute ago. I was going to read the review. Oh, okay, because he deserves that. This is from Zegol087. This is our second review ever, and it's one star out of five. I previously wrote a review and received a response from the creators. Well, that's because he said the audio quality was terrible, and we spent the entire show talking about the beer, not the episode, which was not true. Um... He says, thus, I am amending my review. The hosts start by talking about beer. There's no setup to this segment. It just starts. And they talk about beer for a while. Um, like inside of a minute, but okay. Out of a 40-minute show. Then they get into the pilot episode. The banter is not that interesting to me, and they don't necessarily have great research. Mm, fair points. We're drunk when we research, and we're drunk usually when we do the podcast, so there you go. Case in point, they talk about syndication during the Cheers episode and have no idea when it started or anything that could be found on Google within two seconds. Sorry I didn't write to uh, Sam Malone. Oh, sorry. Um, I, well, we did. We tried. No, we didn't. No, I actually did. Oh, well, you're a loser. Correct. Um, closing... The audio quality needs improvement overall. It was just not for me. I'll tell One you what, star. my audio quality needs improvement right now because every time you talk, it does sound like static. Static? It's like... Maybe I'm too loud. I don't what? know, but it's never happened before. I don't know what it is. Maybe wow. it's just because I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> anyway. Melrose Place. 
Yeah, well, we didn't do our stupid introductions, but who cares? No one's listening anyway. So, yeah, this week we're we're taking it uh, down a notch again, another notch. I don't know how much lower we can go. Because if you're listening out of order, which who cares, you missed us doing Beverly Hills 90210 last week. No one calls it Beverly Hills 90210, James. The name of the show is Beverly know, Hills, but people just call it 90210. 90210. Anyway. Also, last week was like a month ago, but moving on. I'm sure people were just like chomping at the bit for us to release another it's episode. It's champing. Who fucking cares? So, yeah, is it my mic? Yeah. Do I sound weird? Yeah, when I get too close to the mic, it's like, eh. do you hear that? No, I do not. Well, we're going to get another bad review from Zig, whatever the fuck his stupid <laughs> name is, who lives in his mom's basement. We are, yeah, we're doing Melrose Place, which um, I don't know if anybody watched it, but it was a doozy. And the, 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 pilot, the pilot aired July 8th, 1992. Wow. Found that on Google, Zig. Is that from memory? <laughs> you didn't reference your notes, no, did you? No, it's on my notes. Oh. But I would have remembered because it was quite a summer. <laughs> so do you have any idea like what season this was a spinoff from? Was it technically it a spinoff? Was, it, was to, it was completely 100% a spinoff. Because they Kelly, snuck that guy into the, in the wedding? Yeah, Kelly was dating this guy, Jake, who was the crossover character in Melrose Place. Kelly... Taylor was one of the main characters in 90210, and Jake, I forget Jake's last name, but um, he was the guy she was dating, and then he ended up being one of the main characters in Mars Place. So do you have any idea what season was, like season three or four? It was season, I think, three of 90210 when they did the spinoff. So they probably were pretty hot. Yeah, they were really cool, and that was, in the pilot, they actually... You could tell that they really didn't know how well it was going to do because you never do with a pilot, I guess. But they really were trying to hook people right away. So in the opening credits, like the first people that they actually announce in big, bold fucking caps are uh, three people from 90210. So it was Brian Austin Green, Tori Spelling, and um, Jenny Garth, who all guest starred and Ian Ziering, sorry, he also guest starred, but even your partner, nobody cares. Um, but they all guest starred in the pilot because, you know, they wanted to, I think, increase ratings too. But I digress. We were supposed to, I think, do multiple things that you haven't done, like play the theme song and Oh, well hang on. We can it. do that. Here. We're talking about Melrose Place. Oh, that's right. The song is good. It's still good. But the opening credits are fucking terrible. So, that was the theme song. And so, can can I ask just one question really quick? Of course. We're both in this show. Is the, is, <laughs> do they open with her and the whole figuring out that her roommate has bolted on her and then go into the opening credits? <clears throat> It's something like that, right? Because I'm looking at my notes and they feel out of order because I've got this whole segment well, here. Well, because it starts with Allison. This is before they do this. Yeah, we, whatever. No one is going to watch the show and listen to our podcast simultaneously and go, that didn't happen in that order. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so I wrote down, whoa, boots, okay. jeans with holes in the ass, saxophones, pleats, what he, looks like he's talking Melrose about Avenue. all the things that they show, all the scenes in the 
during the opening credits, the theme song. I say a diner and whoa, really shitty 1980s titles. I had baby doll dresses, shops, bars, cars, the music. I love the music. People, Everyone in the intro has so much product in their hair. People I wouldn't want to meet. Who's this blonde? Motorcycles again. Mine was God, I wanted no to shirt. live there. <laughs> what a different uh, interpretation we had. Um, yeah, so basically the opening scene is Allison, who's one of the main characters who I fucking hated. And she wakes up and she's like, this is where I wanted you to do a clip. We oh, can get like our shit together. This one? Good morning, Los Angeles. It's 7.30 no, but this is a good one. No, it comes in. Today is expected in the low to mid 80s. And this the time it's 72 degrees under sunny skies with air quality in the unhealthful range. Unhealthful. The city is moving well, except for the 405. That 405. So she wakes up. Yeah, but the first thing she says is. That's the first thing you say. Your roommate's name? Natalie. Where's Natalie? Nat, it's your turn to make the coffee. Kind of demanding. Natalie. Um, yeah. Nat. So, I would have moved out in the middle of the night, too, which is what her roommate <laughs> did, because she's annoying and she's fucking controlling and bombarding. Yeah, I mean, the first thing you do when you wake up... It's your turn to make the coffee. Well, it's like she calls for her roommate like she's going to be next to her bed. I know. And the door's open, and then she walks around with no pants. Yeah. And just like a men's shirt. Yeah, which you're not sleeping with anybody. Come on, give it a break. Courtney. Courtney Thornsmith, what the fuck's her name? I don't know. But so she realizes pretty quickly that her roommate's bedroom is completely bare. And, oh, my God, she left. So she goes out into the courtyard, and she's banging on all of her neighbor's doors at, like, an ungodly hour. And they're all, like, she's waking everybody up. Have you seen Natalie? She left. But so in terms of writing, a really good device to make her introduce everybody else in the show. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, actually kind of naturally written, but she has to go door to door and go, oh, here are all the neighbors that are going to be on this show. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just was thinking if I was your neighbor or your roommate, I would have punched you in the brain. But so one of the people's doors she knocks on is Jane and Michael, who are her landlords. And um, they obviously all of these people end up becoming main characters. But um, they're just kind of like he said, like James said, introducing the characters. They have an empty water cooler, so they don't have money for water. Wait, I didn't even see that. Yeah. And so her roommate is split, hasn't paid the rent. And she asks the building maintenance guy, who happens to be a doctor. I thought he was her landlord. I don't know. No, he's he's like the building guy, building manager. And Michael. Michael. Mancini. And that's when we find <laughs> out she's got three days to find a roommate. Yes. So here's the inciting like thing that moves the story forward. Yeah. So she's like driving to work while writing a one ad, which is. Safe in a sweet Omni, a and Do- look, Dodge-looking Omni kind of car. Oh, I didn't even notice the make of the car. But um, basically, she's like two apart, two bedroom apartment in Hollywood, four hundred dollars a month rent. Yeah, sure. Even in nineteen ninety-two, I don't know that that was the case. Like, do you think it would have been that cheap? Ninety-two. I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, no, because I mean, I think in in the worst. Well, I'm not going to besmirch a part of Florida, but when I lived in Florida. I lived in an, a very affordable two-bedroom apartment, and I think my share of the rent was like 400 
Yeah, and it's not Florida. LA. It's not Melrose Avenue, okay? Blah, blah. There's a lot of shit about Allison in this episode, which I realized, and I'm like, man, I, why did I keep watching it? Because I couldn't stand her character. But, um, so she's trying to find this roommate. Um, oh, she pulls into the garage, and yeah. this happens. She pulls into the garage at D&D Advertising. She's smashed somebody's no car. thing is just the ding on this car. No, Christ. It'll probably cost a grand to repair. I am so sorry. Aren't you the new receptionist? I'm so sorry. Oh, Hal Barber. I know. I've seen your name a lot around here. You've done such So what was this guy's name? I don't remember. But, but he was from Seinfeld. Yeah, this guy was actually in a, an episode of Seinfeld, the one with the junior mint. If any of you uh, are fans, yes. which you're not because we don't have any fans. So <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so, so she's going through the story, right? She, her roommates left. She's now got three days to find basically 400 bucks to cover the other side of the rent. And she's just about to get her first paycheck. So she, her, che- even like her check has to float for a couple days. Um, she's met all of the people in the apartment complex because she had to go talk to all of them. Well, she already knows them. They, she lives with them. But I'm talking about introducing all the audience. Oh, then you she said goes. Met. She goes to work. We find out she's got this like kind of shitty job. She gets in an awkward sequence with a superior in the company. Then Beverly Hills 90210 just happens to drive in. Kelly, don't you think if Jake really wanted to see you, he'd call you? I mean, you left enough messages. Maybe something happened. Yeah, like you permanently lost your number. Ooh, burn. David, why don't you just shut up? So that's where they introduce Kelly, Donna, and David as obviously they're not going to be regular characters, but they are crossover characters to try to increase the ratings of this shitty pilot. And I say shitty, but I fucking love this show. Um, So, yeah, Kelly goes to Jake's apartment. He's not there because she's 12 and he's 47 and um, statutory rape and all that, but... Uh, what's next? So then we, oh, well, we see Kelly go to the apartment and she meets the fucking character, Sandy. Sandy, yeah. Who ends up, she doesn't, I think she doesn't even make it past the pilot. I can't remember if she does. It's only a couple episodes because she sucked. But she had this, like, quasi-southern accent that you can't even, like, where is it supposed to be? It's not Georgia. It's not, like... The Carolinas, it's not, not Texas. No, it's so bad. It's it like, felt like it was overdubbed too. It was like, oh my god, it was so atrocious. But anyway, so Kelly meets her in the courtyard of the whatever their apartment complex is called. Melrose Place. Melrose Place. Yes. Sorry, duh. And uh, she's like, "Who might you be?" And she's like, "I'm Kelly. I'm in high school." Um, and she's like, "Don't mess with Jake, whatever." So Allison. Um, has put this one ad in the paper. This seems to have happened within the course of a day that she was writing an ad to go into a newspaper, got to work, and then by the time she was home, somebody had read the newspaper. She just placed an ad in somehow and had shown up. And this is how we meet Billy. But no, that's not how he met her. Did you even listen? He met her because Natalie... Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, you dumbass. Wait a second, yeah. Forget everything he just said. Well, because if we just listened to this clip, it would have explained exactly. it. Exactly. So then they meet Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you edit is... what you just said out? Right. Hi. God, you scared me. 
sorry, are you Allison Parker? Yeah, maybe. Who are you? I'm Billy Campbell. I'm a friend of Natalie's. Oh. And I feel sorry for you. Look, Natalie doesn't live here anymore. I know. She told me she was moving. She did? Oh. How nice that her friends got some advance notice. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here. See, I was shooting pool at that bar down the street, and Natalie and I started talking. Because he wants the apartment anyway, so, yeah. So he, he met Natalie at Shooters, which is their neighborhood bar that they all hang out at, and randomly she was like, oh, I'm, there's an apartment available, blah, blah. So anyway, he goes and tells Allison his life story, and she's like, I don't want any part of this, and she's... um carrying groceries while she's all like frenzied and he's trying to like talk to her and she's all stressed out and I noticed in her bag of groceries there was something called pizzerias. What the <laughs> hell are those? <laughs> they were like chips and I was like, what are those? Note to myself, go back and Google those. And did you? I didn't, I forgot. <laughs> she also had life cereal, which I like. So she tells uh, Billy to uh, pound sand this way. I know and who you are. Uh, I don't know what you are doing here, but if you think for a second that I am going to live with some strange guy who shows up on my doorstep regurgitating nonsense about girls he kissed in eighth grade, whose only character reference is Natalie Miller, who I now believe to be the most evil, nefarious person ever to mess up my life, well, you've got another thing coming, bud. Bud. Can I at least take a look at the place? I mean, I just might happen to fall in love with it. What I want you to do is leave. So I wow. think throat noise. <laughs> I think it was at this point in the show that I realized Heather Locklear was not going to be in the show. No, she doesn't come She's in not until. She's not the pilot. Because their ratings weren't great, and they brought in the big guns, Heather Locklear. <laughs> so this show has like a bunch of kind of boring twenty-year-old people with twenty-year-old problems. Yeah, and. Can we just talk, I, Allison, like, if you can hear, even if you didn't watch the show, listening to these clips of her voice, it's, like, so grating. <laughs> How do you really feel? So Billy's like, well, here's my number, and he just pulls out a piece of paper with his number already written on it. Well, do you just carry around pieces of notebook paper, like, wadded up with your number on it? Because that's not weird. It wasn't even a business card. It was like, meh, I pulled this out of my sweats. <laughs> it was, yeah, like a piece of nose, notebook paper. It was really weird. So then they cut to Shooters, which is becomes like a regular place. That's the bar that they hang out in that I mentioned earlier. In case you fell asleep, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> so this is where Sandy also works, one with the shitty, fake, nondescript southern accent. And she tells Jake about Kelly and how she's been coming around and, like, blah, blah. And he's like, mind your own business. And then... I guess she kind of gets a storyline. Like, everybody else did, and she hers is, like, tacked on to that other dude's storyline. They slept together at one point. Yeah. But he slept with everybody. Jake. Um, Jake. Jake. Then Allison gets notice she's getting evicted, so of course she's like, well, I guess I have to call Billy. Well, no, she does this cavalcade of apartment weirdos, and there's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. this weird joke in the middle of it that they wrote, so it's like two or three people that I didn't cut and then this. Pat Mitchell. I'm sorry, I'm kind of looking for another female. Well, I will be next month. I'm Ida Felsher. Oh, I'm sure you were expecting someone younger. 
how's your plumbing? Implying that she's going to wreck some toilets, I think. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it was really inappropriate. Age age discrimination and gender discrimination right there. In <laughs> Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. get away with that nowadays. Um, but those were like, those were a, a roommate suitors, potential roommate suitors who she turned away. So they go through that. She realizes she, she's got no choice but Billy. 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 I hate the way she says his name. I always fucking hated it. Anyway. Um, oh, I have another note here that Sandy sucks, but her clothing is superb. 1992 is back in a big way. So she goes to Shooters. She finds Billy. So Billy says he'll move in with her. And then uh, she introduces Billy. We've this uh, Michael. She's talking to Michael, and she's like, oh, there's Billy. Oh, that's him. Billy! Billy, come here. I want you to meet Michael Mancini. He manages the building. Billy Campbell. Nice to meet you. Good timing. The owner wanted me to change the locks if I didn't get these by Monday. Are you serious? <laughs> if you haven't realized by now, the man basically lives to torment us all. Anyway, welcome. Uh, it's a pretty nice building. The natives are a little weird, but they're friendly. <laughs> so for the first episode, we've got the plot lines where she needs to find a roommate and doesn't want to live with Billy, but ends up living with Billy. She ends up hitting uh, somebody at work's car and then gets wrapped into going out on a date with that guy. Oh, we missed that part, and that's Junior Mint. We've got uh, Jeff. What's his name? Uh, Jeff, who's Jack? The, no, Jack. Jack, who the fuck who's is Jack? who's dating Kelly from Nine Hundred Two and O. Jake. Jake. Jesus, James. And there's the gay guy who doesn't get anything. He doesn't get anything. He gets no plot line. Not yet. On this show, on the yeah, pilot. Well, not on the pilot. And then the wacky upstairs black neighbor who... Rhonda. Rhonda, who teaches She's dance. She's a fitness instructor. And she gets a plot line where a dude is expressing interest in her, but is really just trying to get her to sell vitamins. Yeah. And there's this weird scene where he goes to her exercise class, and he's staring... Oh, one more. Wait. And the married couple that are on the semi-rocks because he works too much. So yes. that's six plot lines Jane in, a, and Michael. in one show. Mancini. Yeah, there's a lot. And that's not even everybody's introduced yet. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so. They but they're cramp. all also very generically non-controversial, low-drama plots. Yeah, well, believe me, the show got, it went off the fucking rails. <laughs> like, it got, it was like three-headed aliens, Michael cheating with, like, fucking every person so that's where i was trying to go is is how did this how did this show make that transition because i feel like we just did 90210 and our quote research sorry uh to that one zig zig um (laughs) zig whatever your name is our research indicated that you know the first season was supposed to be about a family right and they had to take a left turn really quick and focus on all the teenagers and drop the parent plots yeah so here we've got these weird, generically non-controversial, low-stakes dramas with 20-something people who don't have big problems. Yeah, well, I think I don't, I mean, I watched, I'm embarrassed. No, I'm not. Who cares? I think I watched every season or almost every season of this show. I don't know how long it ran. Yeah, I mean, 
No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is it was a Whoa. fucking, the show got really, really bad. But I think it was one of those things where it was gradual and so slow that you didn't notice it until like the third season. And you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Because it got so It got to the level the where like there was, a, there was a plot line and a cliffhanger where somebody had planted a bomb to blow up the apartment complex in some sort of vengeance. I think so. I honestly, I don't remember. So that show looks nothing like this pilot. No, it and it got even weirder than that. I think like I, I don't even remember the plot lines because they were so ridiculous. But like, um, the whole Marsha Cross with Martha Marsha Marsha Cro- Marsha Cross yeah. with her her weird scar and she was like bald scar. and wearing a wig and yeah that whole scene where she takes the wig off. Um. But anyway, yeah, the show went off the rails, but, you know, it all started with a pilot, and um, it was a pretty shitty pilot, actually. There's actually a poster. So Allison, as we mentioned, works for D&D Advertising, and she wants to be some kind of ad exec at some point, I guess, in her life, but she's a lowly receptionist. She has a, a poster in her house, that in her apartment, that says, one bad ad can ruin your whole day. What? Like, why? She, um, Sandy has one good line in the whole show where she says this. Miss Rhonda, I have told you, daytime is just a dress rehearsal. Anything, and I mean anything worth knowing, happens at, at night. At that. See how, see how uh, authentic her weird southern accent is? Yeah, except she, no. bad. Michael's got some sweet pleats. Pants, that is. Why the hell is he a doctor at I a hospital? Know. And he is the building maintenance guy. I know. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of notes here, but I don't even know. There's a point where Billy is stocking Frisbees in his closet. Oh, he's moving in, and yeah, he's unpacking, and he takes a big stack of Frisbees and puts them up on the closet shelf, because everybody has, you know, 12 Frisbees. I said, Kelly looks like a sheet of paper, and she's stalking this dude. The acting is hard, hard pacing so much breathing like there's a point when jake jack are you ever gonna get it it's jake (laughs) where jake is like trying to send her away but he's just so frustrated that he can't let her leave and he he goes kelly stop and like pounds his fist in the air i love you kelly it's awful uh yeah it's really really bad also, one more sub sub subplot. Oh my God! Every time I start try to get my thoughts together, you interrupt me. Billy um, is also secretly learning to dance and teaching at Arthur Miller. Yeah. So and there's like seven plot lines to there's track. All, here's another one. Jane is worried that her marriage with Michael is on the rocks, and she's really trying to pack in quality time and romance. And you want to throw up. <laughs> And coincidentally, a couple episodes in, we find out that he is having an affair. So she was not worried for nothing. So I, I thought that was a second season thing, but I didn't really do too much research. I don't know. Who knows when it happened? Also, but- I said, why is, <laughs> why is Sandy's face 40 shades lighter than her neck? Because they didn't know how to do makeup back then. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't even... Okay, so Rhonda, the person we were talking about earlier, the only black character on the show who teaches dance. This guy is like hitting on her in her class. There's a really gross scene where um, 
at the end of the class, he asks to take her out, and she's like, oh, you look like you need this, and she throws him her towel, and he wipes all of his sweat off and then throws it back to her, and then she wipes her sweat off. And I'm like, what? That's fucking disgusting, even before a COVID world. Uh, So that was really gross. So she goes out on the date with him. They're in this, what's supposed to be a restaurant, but you could tell they didn't have the budget on the show. It was like... I don't know, a cardboard box with some candles. <laughs> and she's holding a fucking glass, a wine glass that looks like a child-sized glass. And she's like, oh, I'm having a great time. And he's like, well, would you, well, we, you already talked he's about like, this, we, but he's we, like. Will we, we you sell these vitamins and supplements? And it's she's a great like, business. What? And then. But she's got to take a stand. She's like, I'm not selling supplements and vitamins to my students. Yeah, it's the weirdest like, thing. oh. But then you're like, in 1992, would that happen? Would that happen in a 1992 world where somebody would be like, I'm a vitamin salesman and I think you should, like, what? But what's their, <laughs> what, what, like, also, what's their promotional budget where they're like, I have $400 a month to take people out to dinner to convince them that they should sell vitamins? Yeah, it's really just weird all around. Um, So... Okay, so speaking of dates, so Allison doesn't realize this is a date. This is a date because she's a fucking moron. But the guy's car that she hit, the ad exec at D and D, he says he's taking her out to like an industry party. Yeah, to meet people in the biz. Biz. And post party, he says he finds her extremely sexy. Ooh. He barges into her apartment. He comes onto her, and he. Billy, she wait, fed. Wait, hang on, hang on. Wait, okay. No, it's all right. Everything I need to see is right here. Ah! Allison. How? I'm very disappointed. How? <laughs> I thought this was business. I was trying to have sex with you yep. <laughs> in a possibly non-consensual way. <laughs> Do you have any junior mints? So that's him trying to come on to her, and she's so stupid that she didn't realize that that was happening. And then, come on, then. give me a break. Hal, I want you to leave. Oh, come on, just one drink. I oh, said pause. no! Hey, what's going on here? Who's he? I'm her husband, Slimeball. Yeah. Do people oh, even say God. that? No. Do they ever say that? Maybe, but it's distinctively 80s tough talk. Slimeball. And then he says, You never asked. Where's your ring? Oh, shut up. You asked too many questions, pal. Your pal. Pal. So that was... So Billy is played by... Andrew Shue. Who is Elizabeth Shue's brother? Elizabeth Shue is from one of my favorite '80s movies, *Adventures in Babysitting*. Okay, um, here's what I got out of that scene. How tall is Billy? Because it seemed Shue, like I don't know. it seemed like Hal was like a foot taller. Well, Hal was a tall guy, I think. <laughs> Based on <laughs> from when he was on Seinfeld, he was real tall. From the other TV show where he's laying down in a bed. Yeah, but you could still tell he was tall. All right, fair enough. Um, speaking of Seinfeld, there is a link back. There was a really funny, I wish we would have gotten that clip. If you feel like editing this, you lazy okay, fuck. Okay, we'll cut it in right can, here. And then this is the part where we have the clip about how, which one? Where he's at the, the where's on, where the, the, on the polygraph? The polygraph and Jerry's dating that woman. And 
at the end, the funniest part is he says that he doesn't know, and then he's like, and Jane, and Michael, and he's like ripping all the things off. It's really funny. Well, I was wondering if you wanted that one or the the, the ending credit scene where like they're all running into I mean, Jerry's both. apartment. They're like, yeah. What else? Oh, Kelly comes back. This isn't easy for me. Jake needs to get his life straightened out. He's so complicated, you guys. He's got a triumph. Oh, oh. The yes. only motorcycle in L.A. is a Triumph, which actually, having been there, might there are be a lot. accurate. But I totally skipped that. So him and Kelly go out on a date to guess where shooters, and Steve, Donna, and David barge in. And Wait. Yeah, oh, you're Steve, using Donna character and David, yeah. names. Yeah. And um, they're like, hey, leave our friend alone and... I don't know. And Why then are you a creepy old perv? Jake tells Dude. Kelly, like, you too young, bitch, go home. And they, she, like, storms off crying. And then you see him go out to the parking lot and get on his tri- get on his bike. And it's like, uh, he got on his bike like an alien would be like, this how human get on bike? It was like, <laughs> I wish we could give you a visual. Like, picture a bike and he's walking up to it. And he just straddles it in I, I can't oh, even explain it. So you you're saying he just full on AC Slater's the motorcycle. Yes, like uh, like turning the chair around and then sitting on it. <laughs> he doesn't lift his leg over. Correct. Like, he AC like, Slater's the doing? motorcycle. Yeah. That's what that's called. It was so I've never seen anyone do that. It was so you never fucking AC Slater to toilet? No, James. It's a great way to read. You got a shelf. No. Right in front of you. That's disgusting. We're 40 minutes. Jesus, we're 40 minutes Yeah, in. we got to end this. So, so hang on. Wait, wait. Hang on. We're going in the same place. The last scene. So I pulled a clip because the last scene of this show ends with them all in the pool partying and they decide to start doing a chicken fight so that more people can get in the pool and get wet in bikinis and splashing Woo! water. But this little... Um, this we're having so much fun. The last line of dialogue between Allison and Billy, I am really impressed with myself for remembering these character names, but the last line of dialogue where Billy's cooking Round burgers, for I feel like this encapsulates what they were trying to do with the show in terms of like the overall theme. So here we go. Yeah, well, it's going to be hard to work up an appetite wondering about whether or not I'm going to have a job on Monday. Allison, he can't fire you for not sleeping with him. I mean, that would be sexual harassment. And I was a witness. Great, now I can hire a lawyer with all the money I don't have. Why don't they teach you this in college? Those two lines. Like, oh, great, now I can hire a lawyer with all the money I don't have. I'm 20. And why didn't they teach me this in college? Yeah, it's, and this is kind of just, it feels reminiscent of 90210 where they're like supposed to be in high school and they're, 35 and here they're supposed to be just out of college and they're 45 anyway that's all i got so who I came up with this garbage i think you recommended the show no i mean the show who came up with this garbage but you know loved the show watching it again loved the fashion but that's because it's literally all 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 back and i wore it then and i'm wearing it now folks <laughs> that's hot um <laughs> here's what i think about this show it it is the most safe fucking writing and shit you could do because it's it's low stakes. It's a bunch of 20-year-olds who don't have real problems. Like, there's one couple. Everybody else is single. They're all in the, in the same, like, level field 
of play where it's like, man, eh, we've got some debt. We don't make a lot of money. It's check to check. We like partying, and I'm just looking for a soulmate. But it's going to get crazier. That's the thing. And if they kept it like this, it would have been canceled after, like, three episodes. That's why they kept upping the crazy factor. So you did you watch the entire season? Or uh, seasons? The entire show? I think I did. But honestly, I, I don't know. It's all a blur. It was going into my teen years, and I was... This is the first episode I've <clears throat> ever seen, and this was boring. Well... If you really want to get crazy, we could watch some more episodes. I don't think we'll report on them here, but it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> Pretty unfortunate. Um, sorry we had to watch that. Um, sorry you had to listen, Zig. Tell your mom we said hi, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one, Skeletor? Did you think uh, we did a good job? In you royal boob. <laughs> okay, I guess not. <laughs> Skelty. So, would you buy the show? Um. In this form, would you have said this is a good thing? Yes, I absolutely would because 90210 was crazy at the time. So, you had hot, hot you had, lead in. You had a lead in, you had crossover characters, even though they were only there for like one or two episodes. All right, well, this is the part in our show when we go to our special. No, I don't fucking have anything! This is. The Gutenberg Report. Gretchen Barnes. Hello, folks. I recently got a report that, I mean, I think Gutenberg is selling ceiling fans. He's... I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) This was a Gutenberg report with Gretchen Barnes. That was very informative. I hate that you keep throwing me under the bus. The Gutenberg bus. You started writing a Gutenberg I don't have any. I have not written one in like three months, and you keep putting me on the spot. We got to go. It's time to wrap this up. Goodbye. Folks, thanks for enduring our podcast. Morrow's Place is produced by Darren Star Productions and Spelling Television Studios and is distributed by Paramount, World Vision, and CBS. All copyrights are the property of those fine entities. If you like this podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to your favorite podcast service and leave us a review. Check out our website at whospollingthispodcast.com. And if you want to tell us what to watch next, call and leave us a message at 323-NET-INFO. Hope you'll join us next week.